Over the last several months, I've received <clears throat> questions about foot care, specifically blisters. Um, I haven't addressed it head on on the podcast or done an episode, but I think, you know, I haven't been counting them, but we've had enough now that I think it's an, an issue that we need to talk about, we need to uh, discuss, because, you know, nothing can really slow you down or take away from the fun of your hike than just a, something like a small blister, right? Because every time you step, it's there to remind you, right? And it, and if you don't take care of it, it just keeps getting worse. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, foot care and how to possibly how to prevent blisters. It seems like, and I'm basing this on my own knowledge, my own experiences talking to other hikers and what I've read, uh, in addition to the emails and messages I've received about blisters, there are, I'm not going to say a lot, but a number of different approaches people take to blister prevention, but not so many that it's overwhelming and not so many that uh, we're not able to narrow down what might be the most effective. And I personally think it comes down to what works best for you. Some of these things are what works best for you. Some of them are just outright common sense. Okay. And we'll start with that. Having the proper shoes and socks, uh, proper fitting shoes. I don't care if you're walking around your block or if you're going on a through hike, if your shoes don't fit properly, you're setting yourself up for a lot of pain. Um, well beyond blisters. You're talking about, you know, you can start affecting the muscles in your feet. Um, and, and really you, you can't even do long-term damage. Um, so that is, you know, first and foremost is be sure you have proper fitting shoes. Now, a couple different things on pro what proper fitting shoes are. Well, I'm to the point now where I'm just going with a half size up. Uh, I, you know, I always say to myself, I'm going to go get a good 10 or 15 mile hike in before I try on my next pair of hiking shoes. And that doesn't happen. So now I've just kind of given up and said, all right, I'm just going to get the half size up and that will likely be the best fit for me because I've gone back and forth. There's some brands of shoes that when I buy my actual size, they, they fit. And there's others where, because I have such crazy looking feet and I have so many problems with my toes, um, even the podiatrist laughed at my feet. This is a true story. I had a podiatrist look at my feet and say, wow, those toes are really screwed up. So that's what I'm dealing with when I buy shoes. Uh, so that's a little bit of a challenge for me is getting the right shoes. But I know this much that that really makes a big difference in my hike. So I would say that if you're, if you're confident that going a half size up is going to, is going to work, do that. But probably the best practice in all reality, the best practice, go get a good hike in. Because you remember, you, what fits you first thing in the morning, when your feet are nice and fresh, popping out of bed, and they feel nice and comfy, they might not fit you at the end of a day of hard walking. And your feet are going to, they, they will swell. Not, you know, it's not a, they might swell, they will swell up. And those comfortable shoes within a few hours are start, going to start feeling tight around your feet. And before you, by the end of the day, your feet are going to feel constricted in there. And it'll only take a day or two of the, the heat building up and the perspiration to cause enough and, and cause enough friction between the toes and other parts of your foot where you will eventually end up with a blister. Probably before you start feeling any kind of muscle damage in your feet. That that will eventually come, probably not soon after the blisters. So proper footwear is important. And right behind that is having the right socks. And this is simple. No wool no cotton socks. Don't wear cotton socks. Get wool socks. There's some very high-end synthetic socks you can wear. 
some you know, sock liners are another. Some people like them, some people don't. I've gone back and forth. I'm currently using these Tozy socks as sock liners that seem to be working. It's a synthetic, thin synthetic sock that I bring my, that I take my Vermont socks or darn tough Vermont socks and I wear them over it. Uh, that's working for me. That's helped cut down on uh, the friction I get in my toes because as I said, I have, my toes are a mess. Just simply put, they're a mess. So that's my big problem area is my toes. So using the Tozy socks as, a, as my liner socks and then using the darn tough Vermont socks over that is a system that's working for me now. Uh, some people don't need them and, you know, maybe their feet are just normal enough, I guess. Is that a safe word to use here? Where the friction between their toes and other parts of their feet to the shoe are not an issue. Because the other thing a liner sock does besides reduce the friction, is it helps draw the moisture away. And there's a proper way to wear liner socks. Your liner socks should actually come about a half inch, at least a half inch above your top layer of socks. So what I mean here is, picture this, my toesy socks are white. I put them on, then I put my Vermont Darn Tough socks over that. And there's about a half inch of white that pokes out from my toesy socks. The liners are drawing the moisture away. It's helping, and you know, when it's the summer and you're doing a lot of hiking, of course, your feet are still going to get sweaty, but it helps pull some of that perspiration away. So socks are important too, and I'd say that's very close, right behind having the right footwear and proper fitting footwear. The key word there, proper fitting footwear. Okay. Now, being prepared to deal with foot pain, how do you do that? Well, even on day hikes, I bring an extra pair of socks with me. And for some reason, I'm, or if it's early on in a hike, and for some reason, I end up with my feet in the water. And yes, that happens to me. I get a little reckless crossing streams uh, to the point I just don't care. Because the closer I get to the trailhead, the less I care about my feet getting wet. But if I'm early on in a hike, I will t- take precautions. And that doesn't mean accidents don't and have not happened. But I'll take precautions. In any event that my feet become wet enough where I think I'm going to be finding myself in a situation where it could cause me to have a blister, I'll change out my socks. But they're always in there. Uh, Athletic tape or duct tape is a good thing to have, and I'll get into the use of that a little bit uh, soon, a little bit later. Moleskin, blister patches, and these are some of the applications you can use for blister prevention and care for blisters. Alcohol wipes, toenail clippers, you know, we always do our best to keep our toenails clipped, but you know, you could get out there and maybe you got a toenail, it's just hanging off a little bit too much or poking out. I've had it happen. Having the toenail clippers in the first aid kit, good idea. They're not that heavy. Even if you're an ounce counter, they're not that heavy. You can bring them with you um, and put them in your first aid kit. Because I'm hoping everybody goes out there, whether it's for a day hike or a long distance hike, I'm hoping everybody's bringing a first aid kit. You really, it's on your 10 essentials. I don't need to get into that right now. And some sort of pain reliever, whether it's ibuprofen, naproxen, whatever works best or whatever you're allowed to take. Some sort of over-the-counter form of pain reliever. Now, the other question that we cross over into from here is, how do you get your feet trail ready? You know, how do you, you know, we know how to keep our muscles toned and keep our bodies prepared to, to hike, right? We have, some of us have winter workout regiments. Some of us, myself included, we just count on trying to get enough winter hikes in to keep ourselves conditioned. But what do we do exactly for our feet? 
Well, let me start by telling you what I do, uh, what has worked best for me. I do a lot of day hiking, but day hiking is, there's a big difference between carrying my, you know, maybe at most I have five, five pounds worth of gear in my day pack on a, on a heavy day, counting my water. Maybe I have five pounds to my, uh, multi-day, my backpacking backpack where I have a base weight that usually fluctuates between 12 to the heavy end, 14 pounds plus water. Big difference. So what I try to do is get at least one and whenever I can two multi-day or at least a couple overnight trips in before I go out on a uh, a long distance hike. And when I mean long distance, I'm talking about one, two or three weeks of hiking. And what I find is um, this may be a little bit of a painful way to do it. I don't know. Uh, but it's no different than if you're going to the gym for the first time. But I feel that that really gets my feet ready um, do, you know, in, in two ways. A lot of times I'm wearing shoes that I haven't taken on a backpacking trip because I usually re- replace my shoes sometimes between sometime between late fall and early spring. So I want to see how they feel and more importantly, how they feel with a loaded backpack on hiking through the woods. But I also want to find out if my how my feet are responding to those new shoes. Am I forming any hot spots in any in any places I'm not aware of or I don't typically have a, a hot spot? And anyway, it, but also what's going on there is my feet start to toughen up. I actually will feel the bottom of my feet after that for even after the first overnighter with a full backpack, the soles of my feet are actually a little getting a little tougher. And it, you know, it's a less painful way to do it. I've had years where I've actually gotten blisters. And by the time I start my multi-week backpacking trip, those blisters are calluses. And that's not a bad thing either. That's, you know, anybody who plays guitar, you know how good, call- how important calluses are. So you kind of, you know, if you're, you're susceptible to blisters in particular parts of your feet, the calluses will help toughen them up there. And there's, there's muscles and joints in your feet. You need to strengthen them up. They need to be trail ready. So for backpacking, the only way to really prepare your feet for a backpacking trip is to backpack and start off with some short backpacking trips near home and build up to something bigger. Uh, If you only do a couple of overnighters a year, well, you're just going to have to ease into it. You're going to have to accept the fact that my first two trips yeah, I may have to, there may be a little bit of a learning curve here. Or if you're somebody that's, that just buys the same brand of shoes every year, you're good. You know what your, you know how your shoes are going to respond to hiking under those. Other forms of blister prevention include using Vaseline or body glide to use around the toes and, and inside. I, I personally, I kind of struggle with that approach. I just would think that something like Vaseline would, um, maybe heat up or add to the, heat that's building up in your feet and, you know, which is part of what the cause is while you're getting the blisters, right? The friction and the heat is what causes it. Now, you know, before, you know, anybody that's using this response with, well, it works, you don't know what you're talking about. You're right. I don't, I never tried it. So if it's working for you, keep doing it. What do you do when you get the blisters though? What do you do? Right. Cause there's no, no guarantee you're not going to. And I'm sure every hiker at some point has gotten a blister. I've sure certainly had my fair share over the years. To pop or not to pop a blister? Should we pop blisters? Yes. But do it properly. We'll be back after a quick break. 
Do you ever think about what might be in the water you're drinking every time you fill up your water bottles while you're in the outdoors? I try not to, and I really don't because I use Sawyer water filters. Sawyer filter technology, because of their high standards, every filter is individually tested three times through the process. I've been using their permethrin product for years now to protect me from, well, quite frankly, ticks and the picaridin to keep the flies at bay. Don't let bad water, insects, or a tick bite cut your trip short or even ruin it. Use Sawyer products. Go to your local outdoor retailer and ask for Sawyer products, whether it's a water filter, insect repellent, they'll likely to have it. You can also go to Sawyer's website and read more about these incredible high quality products that they offer for those of us who enjoy the outdoors. You do it, you want to make sure you have uh a needle or I, I care. I have a safety pin that I keep in my first aid kit. And a lot of this again, goes back to a properly, uh, a proper first aid kit, you know, with, you know, properly equipped first aid kit. But I have a, um, some, some years I've had a snowing, sewing needle in there that I wrap up to protect, but most of the time it's just a, a safety pin. And my regimen is if I get a blister is I take the safety pin and I'll heat it with my uh, mini Bic lighter, which again stays in my first aid kit. Now you're probably picturing the shoes first aid kit I carry. No, it's not a big first aid kit. I have a lot of small stuff that fits in there. But anyway, I heat the tip up with the mini Bic, and then I take an alcohol wipe and I wipe it off, and then I just poke a hole in it and let it drain. I also have a couple of small gauze pads I keep in my my first aid kit. And I'll use that to help drain it out because I don't want it draining into my sleeping bag. So I just kind of make sure I just let the blister slowly drain out and then I will cover it up. I have used moleskin in the past, but this year I started t- bringing Luca tape with me. I have out of a practice of always, I've always tried to protect the heels of my, sh- my feet that's an area that I'm very susceptible to blisters. So just to, in, in practice, I just always would put a piece of moleskin over that just to say, all right, there's just, that's not, I'm not going to get a blister on my heels. It's just not going to happen. Well, this year I started using Luca tape, which I'm finding is stronger and it holds up longer. Um, for example, I put some on, on day one of my hike this past summer and I didn't have to change it till I got to the hotel six days later and took a shower and I only changed it because I thought, all right, I'm nice and clean. Do I really want to keep this dirty tape on me? Uh, I'm fine. It works great. Uh, like I said, very strong and it's thinner than moleskin. So it doesn't affect how your shoes or socks are going to fit. Okay, so I, I, whether it's for a preventive care or putting it over a blister, it's going to have the same effect as moleskin. Uh, I have found myself with moleskin. It's just sometimes a little, not so dependable in terms of sticking to the skin. Um, now, some other preventive measures you can take while you're on the trail. Um, some talcum powder, baby powder. Um, and just at the end of the day and before you start hiking, sprinkle some on your feet and rub it into your feet. Make sure you get it in between the toes. It'll help keep your feet a little drier. So what are the warning signs that you're getting a blister, right? Because right, remember, prevention is your best method, right? Uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, as they say, right? Well, you start to feel what's called a hot spot. If you've never had one, I guess the way to put it is part of your foot might just start to feel a little hot or maybe not right. As soon as you start to feel that, that's the time to stop, take off your shoes, and deal with it. 
If you stick a piece of moleskin or uh, Luca tape, or even I, I know people that have just put duct tape over a hot spot, and that's been enough. Because remember, the blister is being caused by friction. Right? It's your your skin rubbing against the sock, and then the heat just causes it causes the blister to form. So when you get that hot spot before it forms into a blister, and you stick something over it, you're reducing the friction, or you're, you're taking that direct friction onto your skin away. So prevention is really the best um, approach on this. As I said, I do that with my heels for 20-something years. That's the approach I take with my heels is I just tape them up. Since I was a kid, whether uh, I was playing and breaking in a pair of football shoes or um, shoes for school, sneakers, whatever, I would just get get blisters on my heels. So I've always made it a, a, a practice that when I'm going on a hike, tape it up. But back to, you know, when you feel that hot spot, that discomfort, stop and take care of it. Now, that's probably easier said than done, right? We're sitting here in the comfort of our homes or a car or at the gym. We're saying, yeah, no problem. I'm on a 10, 10 or 15 mile hike. I'm going to be out here all day. What's the big deal? Yeah, I would just stop and take off my pack, my shoe and my sock and, and deal with it. I've got a confession here. I've ignored hot spots. And I have a feeling based on how many people... Are getting blisters while they're hiking, and all the stories I've read online about people getting blisters, I'm not alone. Um, so yeah, as soon as you feel it, start dealing with it. And this is going to sound like I'm stating the obvious, but it needs to be said. If you feel like something isn't your is in your shoe, a pebble, maybe a stick, something has made its way into your shoe or your boot, stop and deal with it. Take off the shoe. You're not giving up that much time. It's not a race. Um, for me, I, I'll just. When I start to feel discomfort or something in my shoe, depending on how bad it is, I'll wait until I find a nice, comfortable place to sit down. I like to call them nice little chairs in the woods, but those boulders or rocks that are just high enough for you to sit comfortably on and take off your shoe and sock and deal with the situation. If it doesn't work out, I have actually sat down on the trail, as I did this year in Vermont, in a muddy, muddy Vermont. I just kind of looked around. I had something poking into the side of my feet, that my foot that just was bothering me for about a 15-minute period, and... I just said, yeah, this is irritating me. I just, I got to deal with this. And it was a swampy area. So I just said, okay, there looks like a somewhat dry area. And I just sat down, took off my shoe and shook it out. But again, deal with it immediately. Um, Can't emphasize. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, what's a blister? It's not that big a deal. Well, if you're day hiking, you might be right. You'll get off the trail, get into your car and you'll deal with it. But you know, it's going to be there for a few days, even if you're not hiking. And as I pointed out, if you're hiking for several weeks or in the case of long distance trails, you're hiking for maybe months. I've heard stories of people who've had to actually get off the trail for days or a week or even more to allow their blisters to heal because they're, they're just going to get worse. Once you've got that blister, trying to heal it on its own, that just, that's just a battle that you're probably going to lose. So, you know, making sure you deal with it up front, that's, that's first and foremost. Back to the first aid kits, though. I want to talk about that just one more time. Can't emphasize that enough. Being safe, having a a good first aid kit and a proper stocked first aid kit. Uh, I I did an episode on this a few months back, I think back in the spring, about how I go about maintaining my first aid kit. I make it a practice at the end of every season or a long hike. I go through my first aid kit. I look for expiration dates. I look for the things I may have used. I always try to remember when I come in, if I used a Band-Aid or, or anything in my first aid kit, I try to 
replace it immediately. It doesn't always work out that way, which is why four times a year, I take it out, spread it out, and I make sure I have a proper inventory of everything I need. Foot care items that are a must in your first aid kit for foot care, in addition to the other things you're supposed to have, but for foot care, for the sake of this episode, medium and small band-aids. And you know what's interesting is if you go to into the uh, foot care sections of any pharmacy or wherever you buy your 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 uh, first aid items, they've now they're now making blister specific type bandages. And I used one a few years back actually, and I found that it worked. And it's actually a little bit thicker and holds a little bit tighter, and it's water resistant. I I've, I have those in my first aid kit, but you can also get away with just using your standard band aid. But make sure you have them in your first aid kit. A piece of moleskin, you probably sh- you're not going to need more than one piece of moleskin. If you do, get off the trail because you're, you've got bigger problems. I'm not trying to be funny here, but if you're getting that many blisters that you went through one a whole piece of moleskin, you need to maybe take get off the trail and take a closer look at your footwear. Uh, you can use moleskin. Like I said, I switched over to Luca tape, but I still have a half a piece of moleskin in there just in case. I guess old habits are hard to break. Um, some people put waterproof tape. I think the Luca tape, I think, covers that for me. Neosporin or some sort of antibiotic cream to treat it with because that's you know, keeping it clean is very tough to do. You know, God, keeping your feet clean while you're out there hiking, that is that could be a losing battle in itself. So having uh, some neo, having the Neosporin, I use alcohol swipes as well. Um, to just to, you know, what my, my regimen is I'll wipe it with the alcohol swab, which hurts like heck, or it's like, you know, it's like a, almost like a little towelette, but it has alcohol on and it hurts, uh, but it cleans it. Yeah, it does. It does what I need it to do. And the Neosporin, I have a safety pin or sometimes a sewing needle I'll put in there that its only purpose is if I need to drain a blister. That's the only thing I'll use it for. And then I, of course I have some duct tape. Sometimes it's wrapped around my trekking pole or sometimes I'll just wrap some around a piece of cardboard and put it into the first aid kit. But those are the, I'd say the must haves in your first aid kit for treating blisters. And on the case of moleskin and Luca tape, preventing blisters. I hope this has been helpful to you. Um, anybody, anybody that's hiked and had blisters, we, we know how much that sucks. You know, we're all in this war on blisters together. So why don't you send me an email at popamirahikes at gmail.com. Let me know what you're doing. And, you know, if you're if, if you're not even subscribed to your favorite platform yet, especially you iTunes listeners, please get on there. Subscribe. Leave us a comment. Give us a like. Uh, we, we and, you know, we enjoy hearing that and, and, you know, hearing what you have to say. And it inspires us for these type of episodes. I really do. I, I read all the comments. I read all the emails. And they have inspired a number of episodes. So please keep doing that. If you haven't, please do it. And everybody, make sure. Visit us on PapaBearHikes.com. Get outside. Have some fun. Remember, that's why we're out there, to have fun. And heck, it's no fun being out there walking around blisters days upon days. Hey, get out there, have fun, and be safe.
This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.